0: choice comes when you are being faced with aspects of life that bring about a opposite of what you may believe to be true or not true so if you're a functional adult that would mean you're forgiving and nuanced and you're part a person who has mindfulness so you're able to pause be your observer witness and narrator so this means that If you're getting pissy because someone is behaving in a way that you believe to be rude, hypocritical, ironic, whatever it is that we can use as words because see even in the Enlightenment soul age group, you just don't get into the angry Buddhist necessarily mode. But then again, you might be, you just won't be slapping hands around. I forget, like I saw this one thing where there was an expression of this energy. And the reality is an Enlightenment. So, age person is is going to be working to be in equanimity again, 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 and that is in your ventral vagus nervous state, nerve state. Like, really, when Kali comes up, I'm always like, okay, Shiva, come on in, let's get Krishna Lila. So, there's an awareness of your charged emotional states, which are good to be there. They're just not necessary if you're going to be a person who expands consciousness, which is what the enlightenment soul age is all about. So the minute that you are presented with what would go against what you think of as right or wrong, you begin knowing that you're not the only human in town and it doesn't matter what your belief system is, you begin to acknowledge also those feelings that would equal for some shame or guilt and these are associated to those same belief systems which have been organized by the external enlightenment so age of people are differentiated selves their entire life so when we're doing things that society quote unquote will say oh that's rude or wrong or that's betrayal there'll be a truth within us that says no it's not uh that's your opinion that it's betrayal or rude or i mean to be in an act of any type of like betrayal, for example, would indicate that I committed to something, me, the person, with an like there's all these ways we will analyze it. And and again, the people who are not here will look at that and from their own family of origin, which is their societal little rule book, they're gonna say, No, no, but here I have my proof. So I'm trying to give examples of how within our physiology we, the Enlightenment, so age person will be aware of the feelings that arise from society's little books. It's actually quite interesting because as you grow up, you move into a spectrum of neutrality. It's rational compassion. You just don't have a point of trying to explain it because most people don't reach emotional maturity and I shouldn't say most people because we have plenty of years before I die and I look forward to meeting enlightenment so aged people that would be people who know that the human elements so sciences the spiritual elements metaphysics esotericism all of it and spirituality, which is now yoga science, and I use my lovely Sadhguru as my go-to for spirituality. I don't look at any other texts. He's my go-to because he speaks what is spirituality. And I know the difference between those who... It's He's wise and a guru, and he expands, and he is quite clear on how to bring forth the truth of the expression of consciousness that takes the form of spirituality. And the reality is I don't need other gurus. I've chosen mine. (laughs) There, that that, I'll give that one. As for religion and anything that's related to humanity, Jesus is what I always have, my heart and mind and body. Uh, The part about this is where I wanted to get to for a minute though because for me, Jesus represents a compassionate human being, a a equanimous human being, a restorative embodied self who is an integrated mind. And so when people read about scripture and one of the passages was shared with me by a very close friend about how he went into temple and he basically enraged, destroyed it, something like that. And um, the part about that happening doesn't mean he was not in enlightenment. In fact, that's the whole point of why my somatic Teacher said and gave the example of a person who's in a restorative embodied self and who's equanimous and who's basically what a human being's nature is is an angry Buddhist. He uses the Buddhist because that's the lifestyle pathway and the um, the yoga exercises. All of them they are a portfolio that puts ventral vagal nerve toning in place and mindfulness. So. They all will lead you to an integrated mind and or ventral vagus. Again, the, the, the two go together. Your mind is the embodied brain and nervous system. So you lead yourself to what would be a mature human being and more. More for the Enlightenment soul age group. Because we move beyond all of our societal constructed beliefs and ideas. So let me get to the example. When it comes to Jesus, I was raised with Catholicism Christianity. I love every single one of my memories. And what Jesus stands for, the reason I said yes to confirmation, and I remember my promise, I don't make promises that I don't keep. And my promise, though, was to Jesus and to what, to me, a God is not in any way, shape, or form an entity that wants you to be subservient. That would be uh, not an all-knowing, all-powerful, all-everything, actually. It's a contradiction because if it's all-everything and The basic morality book of codes is basically be a good human, which, again, is very straightforward. My neighbor throws shit in my yard. I know how to handle it like a very peaceful person. Like, seriously, I was a kid, and I I reason this way, and I'm a grown-up, and I reason in the exact same way. And what I know at this point is, I used the example in the other episodes last, yesterday. A mom tells the kid to go help the sister, and the sister or brother, whatever your sibling, uh, instead of wanting your help, which is what was being told to you, they act mean to you or they, you know, pinch you or hit you or something like that, and you trust, of course, your attachment figure, which is telling you, no, no, go, go, okay. And and as I finished that episode, I remembered the lesson from Jen, not Jennifer. What's her name? Janine. No, nope. shoot. Julianne, Julianne, something her's her last name. And she gives me the story of one of her clients, this is a therapist, who was lied to, him and his brothers were locked in a room every, every day, every evening, by their mother, who when she would open it up and let them out, they would be starving. They would go to bed without food. This mother, who was obviously not well either, um, would tell them that they had eaten and made stuff up. And what all of the updated good psychotherapists who know about somatics and understand implicit memory being that emotional center and others don't understand that emotions aren't the feeling good or bad. It's the implicit memory. It's your right brain stuff that if you can manage, you can get to be that angry Buddhist. But if you don't and you're reactive and you get rigid and so you want isolation, that's an indication that there's stuff that is very, very upsetting to your body and it's called heartbreak, gut wrench, and torn apart, which is why it's trauma memory, and then there's the desire to suppress it, and this can lead us to other in-depth conversations, which you don't need any entity. In fact, here's the whole point about there isn't necessarily any entity. What is life is an energetic field of intelligence. When you break it down in the Buddhist principles, from what I gather, they may use the words Shiva and Kali or Krishna Lila, but when you hear the whole philosophy of what it leads you to with Sadhguru again, it's an infinite intelligence called Akash. I, again, like to refer to it as just dark matter, dark energy and the field of consciousness. I want to relate to it in the way that I've always experienced it. It's a nudging. My Maria, my consciousness tells me Okay, this is what the nudge means. And it's literally like a friend tapping me on the shoulder. And when I was growing up, and when my clairs began, definitely I did have my relationship, and I still do, with, but it was a lot more often my dreams moved into expansion. So I went from only having dreams with certain timelines and with Jesus and saints, or I don't know who they were, but different things, fairies, angels, all these things, all, every every single one of these groups, you could, uh, you know, name it, but when I'm connecting to consciousness, the field of intelligence, the, the times it's happened, it's it's like this quantum realm, it's just a, it's the universe, <laughs> no, I'll never forget, when I know, I knew my mind had been open to it, because I sent a 15 minute voice note, to the individual who I knew was part of this equation because of the, well, I mean, the reality is maybe that has nothing to do with anyone. But in the time, there was a thought process of what was supporting expansion because of the energetic connection. So when you know about your Oversoul pieces, you understand that there's an exchange, and so I attributed that expansion to this exchange, I was excited, they never heard it, they never will, because it's in the deleted space, and I I don't remember, it was too long, but I do remember the image in my brain, and I remember I woke up, and I was so excited, I was so excited, because I saw this infinite universe of stars, and and I knew, the nudge was, you've been opened up to the infinite, (laughs) higher human consciousness potential, Little did I know what was to come and that's where when it did though arrive in different ways and so back to the story of the mother who tricks their children and this poor human being along his brothers having to like any other infant when not met with the contingent communication when not met with the parent who can see and wants to see and sue so you because they can because obviously a parent who's lying to their kids like that they received abuse in some shape or form to do this um, then we have the other types of attachment categories that still will have to make sense of this and the way of making sense that your attachment figure predominant supposed to be safe harbor is not treating you well. as not to say oh i must be wrong because that means the death of you all these therapists the ones who study the mind they say that you it's almost like you can't because your attachment system which is your limbic system is knowing that that's who is your it, it tells your body go to that person the part that tells your body not to go is the brain stem which is our reptilian brain so a person who has a horrible household will end up being confused and having a fragmented sense of self a fragmented self excuse me a fragmented self they will have an underdeveloped right brain hemisphere and in one shape or form there won't be there won't be there can be it's not fixed so attachment categories you can move into your own sense of self and into secure attachment experiences in time plus we are a species of alloparenting. So you'll have more than one figure that you'll look into as an attachment figure. So you might have disorganized with the primary attachment figure, but maybe you have a sister or brother that you have a secure attachment with, let's say. But it could also be a codependent attachment because of being in a household of fear. There, there's variables that a person who is in their Enlightenment age group would notice and know about and be very much in a space of love and compassion because of understanding that attachment isn't a choice it's something our bodies naturally will be inclined to seek each other for comfort and safety and then to try and make sense of it from our thinking brain the part about your psychological floor so if you remember again um what's her name julianne shares with us the six neurons which i probably will get once i finish my interpersonal neurobiology class but the six neurons i think are what they're called i have the notes two for the now right And two, for the past. So your implicit memory, your past is always going to be coming up. But in the middle, they meet. And there's the middle that you can actually recognize, wow, this sensation that's arising. And her example was, I gave the same presentation 10 years ago in this same school, but today it's summer and yesterday, or 10 years it wasn't, okay? So I've had stuff like that happen where I would recognize that I was bringing something, a feeling an implicit memory, like a premonition kind of thing, right? Because that's where I'm trying to relate to those who are intuitive as well. And so whenever I have my little hunches, I can tell when some of them are carrying my previous experiences. And so in one case, I remember I knew something was going on, but I knew the person didn't want to speak about it. And we learn how to respect people's space because all people don't know how to handle their emotions like grown-ups that's what I learned as a teenager and that's what I learned as an adult and I'm still learning how to navigate the spectrum to avoid having anything to deal with their attachments because I don't want to work with children (laughs) I don't want to have conversations with little children that are adults who want to think they can talk to me in certain ways you know and 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 so it's it's actually not Intellectually or emotionally uh, interesting in any way, shape, or form. That's all. It's not an energy vampire. It's that I don't want to waste my time that way. And I don't want to waste another person's time either, by the way. They can satisfy their need for whatever they're looking for with another person who actually is still going into relationships for reasons that are not what an enlightenment cell agent person is. We, we enjoy our relationships, but they have to be enjoyable both on emotional and intellectual level. And so the adaptive child is not in any of these cases. It's transference, and it can look in sh- shapes and forms, and their nervous system is all over the place. So why? why? Um, we will, of course, always connect with people, so we don't like say no. We just know how to talk about the stuff that doesn't trigger those types of teenage-slash-child behaviors that's the only reason, again. Um, So, the awareness for me was, I know my past, I know where I've been, I know where I was at, you know, so I knew, okay, this might be mine, and not, has nothing to do with my hunches. Obviously, it wasn't actually it. uh, My hunches were not only spot on, but the part about still being aware of what is yours, this is what expansion is always about, and, the mature feminine with their own mature masculine will do growth. So I grew, meaning I took awareness of that implicit memory. I knew where it was from. I knew that it was not applicable in the situation because I'm dealing with another situation. It's not the same thing. It reminds me of something, but the reminder is what was and is no longer. And here's where inner growth happens. So the people who want to consider their life in a way of holding trauma, would call that post-traumatic growth. And I do say this to people who want to, because for a mature feminine, because we will be intuitives and we are 5D mystics and beyond, our life is for it's perfect. We don't need and don't consider emotions too much. Uh, it's not a sob story for us to have emotions, and it's not negative to be aware like it's just to us it's natural enlightenment soul age group 5d body type will know it's natural to contemplate experiences because we have a brain and i'm saying a thinking brain so when i was little and i'm growing up i'm like i have a thinking brain but let me switch back to those who don't have a stable family in the sense of you're getting tricked this is what I'm, I'm trying to give an equation of the other people who come out from shame cycles and they move into enlightenment, they have a different area and more that they will experience. So while for me it was straightforward to sit in neutrality and rational compassion, to have this turn the other cheek, I also had my resources that I connected the dots this way, so Jesus particularly. God, to me, is equal to an unconditionally loving person who knows all things. So whatever I'm presented with, there is one rule that I was given that would be, because even though I know Catholicism has a bunch of other elements to it, Christianity is the basic religion of all of these different denominations. And there's only two rules to be in it. So whether or not the institutions like to hear stuff like this, it's it's not something I'm talking about as a like or dislike it's a truth it, it exists there's more that go and study how they split up into different denominations but go and learn the basics my world religion teacher <laughs> explained it to me so unless we want to go call my teacher a moron uh you know and I'm pretty sure he wasn't a moron so long story short the aspects that were taught were very straightforward and that's why I called out God about his doing what he did with his son because I was like you're confusing man humanity how to expect them to know how not to hurt each other if you're actually doing some kind of test like that What, what what is that it's bullshit but I also had a way of understanding that you're given a choice to remember all-knowing, all-powerful, to remember to follow those, uh, treat others the way you want to be treated. And, you know, essentially, if you actually say you want to be a Christian, you're not following Jesus' unconditional loving stuff. Well, the part about the story of him getting angry in the temple. So this is why scripture gets read by different people. So the Enlightenment Soul age of Person is in Maha Samadhi Samadhi with information. We can't put a bag over our heads. So when when I hear the story about Jesus getting angry in this temple or whatnot, I don't think, oh, that justifies me to go and get angry too. Ah, there we go. And when I've heard people, preachers, all of it, because I've been to different churches, I was like, yeah, okay, that's you, the human version. Uh, thank you so much for your rigid stance, which is essentially a body and a mind that is not a healthy mind or a healthy body because you are in a charged state and you're getting rigid about it which tells me that you are in a self-preservation mode and also that you're in basically cognitive dissonance or confirmation bias which is very explained to you at this point so no matter what lists of whatever timeline because people have this ability to do it you still ain't pulling shit over my eyes because I'm like, yeah, okay, you are married to this time frame, this family of origin. So maybe it's the medieval times or it's your pastor, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. You're married to that. That's your leader. I'll probably be able to pinpoint all of them and go and grab them. The minute I can work with them is the minute that you will either turn against your leader, which is what some people do, and then they go and create their other groups. But the re- So here's where it's a never-ending actually story but there are other soul age groups for reasons so the 3d 4d and other soul age groups will continue to be in what are not restorative embodied selves for as long as they want to because what the groups are of us versus them which is what I'm just describing here, are people who justify treating each other like shit based on their timelines and their yelling. And in fact, they use names and identity. They use a bunch of things to stay divided. They're all modulated or dysregulated, but really modulated because they're insympathetic. They get all the dysregulated. They're, they're just low on energy and if there's anything that they do they will get first support and then they might move into this area or maybe if we're lucky they'll move into their restorative embodied self and if they're lucky because really it's their health not ours and we get to have more grown-up beautiful conversations but a person who will have enough care of themselves and humanity and at this point in 2023 understand what it means to learn about trauma and learn about it well, and actually understand what it means, the emotion part, will end up finding good information. If it's a person who is in an us versus them, they're going to find the people who are going to explain to them things in the way they want to hear it, and in the way they want to look like. And so this is where you can always note people who do what they do because they care, and people who do what they do because they want to belong or have certainty. And they're not better or worse. But it's a different reason and it's a different soul age group because they will not have pushed beyond their societal stuff that I was, and I will get to, of shame or guilt based on societal construct. So reality that is not truth, it's basically built because in time we build certain types of belief systems. Remember there's that famous quote from page 103, I need to find my notes. Uh, I don't know where I put my little booklet, but social construction of reality. And maybe I'll find it. Hold on. I'll look for it. But my regular listeners, you know, the one about all reality is created from chaos and it's not fixed. It goes through basically changes. Um, But it is what people use in order to stay uh, in a space of certainty. Right now we have of a lot of changes. These changes, it's not the first time. In fact, when you do look at the history, it seems that it's a repeat. However, humanity has expanded consciousness, but they've expanded with the knowledge, the data points, the actual information, technology and whatnot. And um, those who don't want to dismantle what was and be a bit more flexible with it they're in groups right now but back to my example if a child or more is raised are raised by a household that is not safe they will have to lie to themselves basically and that lie is where shame begins and this is where that teflon shame brain So there's a sense of disgust within for oneself because they're bad. Something's wrong with them. It is only when the person from the level of their heart can identify that that's not true, which is where their journey begins. And this is where there's a lot of other variables that take place. And this is where social construct takes place. And this is where we have educators who I can't wait to work to get highlighted in a specific way that presents them for what they are private educators I don't know there's there's plenty of compromises that will take place in time what I'm fond of knowing is that all institutions fund research and those research will be what keeps moving into a good direction for humanity Um, because apparently the masses don't actually recognize their own emotional states and when they get pissy to each other Which is why we got people telling me, oh, I'm a mental health advocate, but I just canceled this person and yelled at that person and called this person shitty. And, oh, that person has a problem. And so it's not about not exchanging thoughts because my lovely family loves to point out, yes, I have thoughts. And in fact, when they point it out, I say, yes, I have thoughts that I'm expressing and I can give you even more of the somatic stuff. But, you know, this is where how long do you want me to keep talking? Because I'm not actually saying that the individual is bad or good. I'm expressing what I've observed from the individual in their mannerisms, in their energy level, in aspects that I can actually tell you I'm giving you what is simply put an observation, not a judgment. And this is why I explain it because the others that are still in other soul age groups think of this as judgment, which is fair and square. But the observation is, for me, the word judgment implies that I have a feeling that I can actually judge. And, and and that's where, again, you can't prove these things, which is why we don't waste our time with people who want to make out of a conversation, a discussion, because they want to put us in the box, because they've chosen that we're trying to say that we're not doing something that they do. This is, this is the whole insecure ego thing. And an enlightenment, age person will not partake in it because this is just something very clear to us. You're trying to tell me what I'm thinking and feeling and doing when I didn't ask you about that and we're having an exchange and now you're wanting to use words. So some people, though, they get agitated about this stuff and that's why they don't have different conversations. I learned time again and again and again thanks to knowing what I stand for and when I've met people, knowing how to handle it. And then, you know, like for me, my, my gift is my, my lovely divine masculine friend who I get to actually practice even more of explaining myself when there's misunderstandings because of coming from the other ends. And it's only because they're intrigued by the conversations. That's all. They don't find everything I say Actually, they find a lot of stuff stupid, but they are intrigued in a way because of the friendship. And so this is where it's um, something beautiful for the person who actually is just who you are. And it's not about you needing to agree with me. It's about you know where you stand and having people who know where they stand. And that's emotionally and mentally. And so they can actually learn to be around you and vice versa. But this is the amygdala, the limbic system, so the attachment system. And therefore, the person from their brain needs to find value. The way our brain, our embodied mind, or our embodied brain, so the way your mind works is that you will be alerted if there is value in another. And then there would be growth if, if obviously communication can happen which when you have adults that are emotionally adults or at least able to know when they're getting into their charge state and then to walk through it that's where the the magic happens it's beautiful we can create and that's what my hope is with IHP all the content the personal development which I will start creating another series of those episodes and just in general talking about the fact that enlightenment soul age group means a person who is, again, a restorative embodied self, integrated mind. It isn't about only the intuitive and actually you don't need any intuitive stuff or spirituality for that matter to be here. It's about moving beyond this societal construct and that is where I'm going to lead myself back to because this is a very important uh, example that I want to share with you. So the child who comes from a household where there's a parent and or more not safe, they will grow up with fear in their bones and body and shame and their self will have a fragmented self or a disconnected self or a, um, the other one preoccupied. So the self actually is almost inexistent. As soon as they meet another person or there's a group, they're all over it because they are seeking... To, to, to have emotion in their life. So they're hyper-vigilant or hyper-aroused, they're hyper-invested emotionally, and they will hone in on whatever the person needs, wants, stuff like that. The disconnected instead is a suppressed, so even though they may have a longing, it causes a uh, pain and frustration and a reminder of... Not being able to have that. So there's the want for control. And this is where actually in those cases, love in, in and of itself is a threat. Because they don't know contingent communication. They know that they had to take care of themselves and put up a front. And so their body, all of it, everything is, I don't need anyone. And the way that that will come up in feeling though is that they still will have stressor levels without being aware, being aware, which is where they have patterns of suppression of that through mechanisms of drugs, sex, food, alcohol, depends what their go-to is. The person who doesn't have a sense of self, the preoccupied, they can still use those same mechanisms as well. But again, they get hyper clingy. And, and when things are starting to go in a certain way, they they, they get disorganized, is a fragmented self. So for them, sometimes they're in out-of-body experiences, it's almost as if it's not happening to them. There can be more aspects of structural dissociation, Uh, they have an actual inner conflict, and the styles, the attachment style lady, Diane, says it's a defense and um, attachment system intertwined, I believe is how she poses it, I should find my notes, but um, the way that Daniel Siegel explains it is that it's disorganized, and that the limbic system is saying, attached to your figure, that's your safe harbor, it's supposed to be, and the brainstem is saying, fuck, get the way, get the fuck away from this, this lady, or man, or this group is not safe, so there's, this is why there's inside the actual human Physiology in the brain is inclined, so your attachment system would be in the uh, limbic system. Now, anyways, it's not specific. Remember, I don't remember all of it, but I give you the gist of it. Long story short, though, the part that is a sure thing is that there's a fragmented sense of self, and therefore there's a not, not stable self, not stable. Those implicit memories that come up, they're full of trauma memory, and that creates anxiety and or shut down within the body, and or both. And so the structural dissociation, and there's, until the person begins to actually work with having safety in their body, so first it requires your external to become safe, and then from the external becoming safe, awareness of your mind, and awareness of your narrative, and then there's also awareness of those inclined predispositions that you have of running away, closing people out, that you are, in suffering because of something that did take place. So curiosity about your body and mind's harmony in a way that meets you, the person. And then it's not in that, oh, I'm a shitty piece of person or whatnot. So again, back to our topic of social construct, social reality, social ideas, and social belief systems is what I'm talking about right now. And I wanted to share this idea of betrayal in a way that says how you recognize for the enlightenment soul age group that you're not betraying anything or anyone. The word exists because society created it, because society has specific parameters. However, when you break down life to a cellular biological process, and I'm talking as a human being, I'm not talking that your hands don't exist. No, no, I'm saying you, the person, me, the person, with all that I've learned so far with the neuroscience and the body people, the somatics, the body and the brain people that do help people in mental health, okay? So my mysticism right now, we're going to put it to the side for a minute. Um, the concept of betrayal, it isn't about you and I when we talk about belief systems. It's about institutions and what they've instilled. And when you look at them across the globe, they will have some basic parameters. However, when I read to you about those um, pre, what is it called, Patrick McNamara, when he gave us the um, supernatural, so supernatural beings, and he uses those words to explain what happens in our physiological brain When a person is thinking of supernatural agents versus ordinary, which would be your parent agents, okay? So one, if you have your parent, which will still have that, will have your experience in home will have a dominant uh, effect. But if you're aware and you are your own executive decision maker, you will be in a space of awareness with this. The words he uses are okay right here. So human beings... They tend to uh, be in servial petitionary stances with these types of supernatural agents because they have superhuman powers. They know what they're thinking and desiring. They have powers to heal and curse. These are all belief systems. These are all ways that people believe in the area of, of energy. I believed and still believe in angels and when I was in the midst of awakening with my clairs, I definitely have plain experiences. And I still do. The word belief, though, means something different to me at this point. And the experience still is the same when I'm being visited or channeling or having interactions because there are those who come to me for consult. The difference is not the level of presence I am still honored. I am still in a place of, wow, how how awesome. But I have more awareness of the physics component. Even though I haven't read Sabine's book yet, I have more awareness that it's an energy, even more than the way I've heard Abraham Hicks present it. Like, I've heard the speeches. It's, again, like motivational. I'm like, okay, you can break it down a little bit more or even different from the whole quantum mechanics and where people are treating the brain like this machine. I know that people talk about the brain information, but treat yourself like a human. You know, get it, eat, get it down to earth and you'll be able to relate to it better. So when I am having any type of dream, astral travel or any uh, experience within the realm with, you know, whether it be Jesus or, again, angels... Even though angels, usually it's not the angels. Um, I'm thinking of saints right now. Mary, but that's where uh, it's not often. But yeah, Mary. And my name is Maria, though. So <laughs> that makes sense that I feel close to that person. And she's the mother of Jesus also. So, But yeah, there's also saints that I think of. Mary Magdalene. One of them that came to my mind and came to me, Mother Teresa. But uh, that was funny because when that happened, I'm like, I don't, I don't follow you. <laughs> How are you here? And there's also Father Pio. I don't know if you call him Padre Pio in English, but uh, he once or twice I remember because of the scent. But here's where when these experiences happen for an enlightenment, so age person in five D, we will relate to it as natural because. I have been raised with background information. Of course, I can't associate my experiences to something like that. It's not less important or valuable. It's that it isn't something that makes me feel less than. I am not out of my executive functioning, and I am not looking up to this energetics. It's an energy. that has no power over me. I'm, I'm alive. It is not. And the part about moving beyond curses, I, I had that conversation with God a long time ago because, again, those straightforward rules are very straightforward. And that would be all-knowing, all-powerful. Don't meddle in my business. You are a humble human. You know nothing, and I know everything. You do you. Decide how you're going to behave. If you behave in the way that I've shared, which is basically turn the other cheek, doesn't mean be subservient to people. The part about not being afraid of the devil and evil and something that would happen to me like a bad, I visited that in a very specific way with how I came to understand faith, okay? This is where my my word faith doesn't mean the same as other people who look to these angels or beings as if they have power over you. Because here's where if you do believe in one entity, which that is what consciousness is, that's the pre it's like the, the stronger quote unquote of them all. He's the rule and it's not a he. So this is where when I think of my relationship with God, it's not God, it's consciousness. And when I had those moments where I have been at least twice. I remember once where I shared that voice note, and then there's another time, I'll never forget that one was really i remember waking up from that one and it was like i had a conversation with god but this was where it was pink and it was starrys and i was in the universe i was in the universe and i wasn't there it was like uh you know just the universe talking or it wasn't even talking because we get the energetic imprints okay so Back to the stories, if a person has unresolved trauma and events in their life that creates an unsafe household, they will not be in a restorative embodied self easily until they choose to. They will also not be in an integrated mind easily until they choose to. The societal construct, I want to address it when I see average day Joes and Joettes. The people who want to talk to me about them and their advocacy and then they turn their cheek like that but they turn it away from their loved ones and they use labels and names and they insult each other. And that's what I want to talk about. So when I said to God I don't believe in the devil because I have all these psychology books that tell me so and also FYI these people who claim to do your name I don't know if you've noticed what they're doing but they're not putting people together so I disagree And I'll go to hell. I'm okay with that. My conscience is clearer in hell than what these people are talking about. I don't see them standing in the name of your lovely son who talks about turning the other cheek. I don't care if he got pissy in a little arena of whatever it is. He talks to people about walking with the people. Everything that people like to speak out of their mouth about Jesus is included in his compassion and yet they don't bring it forth. So, I mean, for me, that was just something that I'm like, yeah, Uh, (laughs) I think people don't know what they're doing and they're just following their, by the way, people who are leading them who are definitely not in any way, shape or form egos that care they're rigid bodies rigid minds and i think they're a little power hungry by the way not all of them but some of them especially the ones who are all ah oh, yeah i mean i've never been in one of those churches but i've heard about them I'm like wow why would you even go to that one so those who want to live in the medieval times may they keep living in the medieval times <laughs> because that's seriously nobody's gonna i'm not gonna go around there i don't have anything to say to them what i'm happy about is that they're not the majority Because there's enough technology to prove a lot of things. And so, yeah, uh, thank goodness for education. What I also know is that the little groups, they're so busy fighting each other that they're not actually trying to work with everyone that is working with everyone to bring mental health and a lot of other things to light. So the ones who are yelling, they're distracted by yelling at each other. The ones who want to help, we want to talk and create conversation. Okay, so... As we close out these last minutes. When I said what I said to God and I was done with my prayer, I remember a feeling of guilt. My only feeling of shame was realizing I was casting stones because of the system. Society telling me to say this guy or gal is bad because they do drugs as a kid. This guy or gal is good because they don't. And I figured out very soon fact, my first experience with lawyers was, wow, you guys do drugs in my head. I thought you are lawyers. Aren't you supposed to be following the law? Don't you embody what you do? Don't you preach what you teach? And that was my first experience. And I was like in my 20s, okay, not a little kid. So I'm just saying, and that's not naive to me. To me, they're hypocrites. They shouldn't be lawyers and they should be in jail technically. So there you go. <laughs> The other ones who want to say, oh, you're so naive. I want to say, "Mm, I think you're stupid. How about that? How about that? I think you're stupid because you keep on talking about mm, a corrupt world, but you want to say that you're standing for a good world. Mm, I think, again, maybe you should rethink what you stand for. So the whole naivete, it's always something. I've just allowed it to be because really, like who wants to respond to people who tell you, oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, thank goodness for me, my world's rocking and rolling way better than yours is, and actually I'm trying to do something to change the world. For real, not pretend. And that's where it is. We don't use our voices there. I do sometimes hear them. That was a bit of Kali for you. At the end of the day, it was short-lived, the interacting with people. Luckily, uh, when you get busy and doing things in life, in a loving way, you grow a community of inspiring people and you meet and want to meet people who are doing things to help, not the ones who are crapping on society and pretending to want to help. I don't like to associate with those who yell at each other because I find it very disrespectful and very harmful and not in any way, shape or form in the idea of let's support people when we can obviously share our dislikes, this is normal. And I dislike people who want to tell me that I'm naive because I actually see clearly what a disconnect is. If you're a lawyer and doing cocaine and you're wanting to tell me you do law, I'm going to say you shouldn't be doing cocaine. I mean, that it happens. That's a different story. So we do all learn how to be grown ups, don't we? The part about how it felt guilty, I immediately knew there's nothing to feel guilty about because I am linear in what I am conceptualizing. All-knowing, all-powerful, you humble human and any other person that will want to allow themselves to believe that a pope or a person is more than them, that's their thing, not mine. I understood clearly what all-powerful, all-knowing meant and in fact, back to faith, What I realized was that if I were ever faced with quote-unquote evil, having faith meant that I would accept. And if I had done all the things in a specific way, which simply means to treat people with love and respect, the reality is this is a very straightforward idea that was something that made sense because in a household of actual healthy adults, we learn to share. We learn to coexist. We learn to respect each other's differences in a healthy mental health household. And mine wasn't always with two people, by the way, and it wasn't always calm. I love screaming. I love yelling. I mean, this is the part where you you matter too, how you take in what happens. So what I'm trying to get at is that as I moved into more of the Enlightenment soul age group, the religious ideas and just the aspects of any type of Anything, having anything is, is nowhere to be found. It's zero. Because, as the metaphysics lady will present, when it's time to move into your 5D spectrum, the she calls them benevolent. It's not benevolent or not benevolent. I mean, the reality is people who come out of trauma and watch a bunch of stuff that are demonic, they will probably have other types of, a lot more of those. I can understand that. But if you choose to move towards the equanimity and your well-being, then you would choose to present that to someone who can help you, a good somatic therapist. Again, you would present it to those who can support you. You would stop judging you and those dreams. You would be recognizing they're a dream. They're in my brain. I can work with someone. You would work with yourself. So that other end of the spectrum. From the end of love spectrum, it's easy. So when I, again, came to be aware of the dismantling, and still am aware of the meaning behind these supernatural agents not having in any way, shape, or form what I was taught. They have no power, not because they don't have the, the power to support you, their energy, they're a part of consciousness. They will have whatever power you support them to have. And so when people do do miracles, it's beautiful. I know that they, you know, they, they have a close relationship with those areas. And that's why we have, again, other soul age groups. <clears throat> there will be people who will stay within the, <clears throat> within the other dimensions, if you will. But the world is going to keep moving towards unconditional love. And the idea that Jesus would be against Reiki is bullshit, FYI. <laughs> or God, that. Just gonna say it. Because we are all one big ball of energy, and we are this field of amazing, more than just consciousness. I mean, when you look at what neuroscience, the guy, what he found, Patrick McNamara, I'm like, wow. So the fact that your brain, when you are relating to supernatural versus people, that um, whether you're cognizing, remembering, imagining, or praying to supernatural agents, the default mode network is more intensely activated, particularly the set of structures that we see during REM sleep. So the hippocampus, the amygdala, and the default mode network plus the salience network Whereas the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex and the parietal cortex, these are the executive function networks, they're downregulated. And so, with the downregulation of those networks, the, they facilitate the petitionary stance, and the upregulated of all those social brain areas and REM sleep areas tend to activate the experiential aspects in the postulating of a superhuman mind that can read our minds. This part I'm less clear on, but when I hear about the parts of the brain that are activated and not, it reminds me of ascension moments, because this is where when we talk about the crown chakra, as a 5D mystic, even recently with the whole full moon and lunar eclipse, there are areas of the brain that I can pick up on they are more active, so and this is where I dream more, and uh, the dreams do involve, obviously, supernatural, I just don't share them all the time, being aware that I am not, and nor are any of the people who move into 5D, meaning, unconsciously, loving, neutral, the ones who embrace the human, the spiritual, and the spirituality elements, okay, so people who love all knowledge, and love to talk, And so, no, we're not going to sit and say yes to one institution, another institution, one side of pot. No, we, we don't do that. We don't separate being a person, and we don't separate knowledge that is being built. It is not a betrayal to move into expanded consciousness, which means you're using your human evolution brain. The prefrontal cortex is what evolved as we moved into evolution. And the people who are still not looking into this we have not to engage with them by saying, Don't believe in your stuff. It's not about not believing. I believe in Jesus. He existed. I know what I see. I know what I experience. I believe in what I like to, pref- I prefer to call it just consciousness. It's an energetic field or Akash at the most, but consciousness is what it is. I can perceive it. I can feel the collective, the oversoul. It's the most amazing experience for a 5D mystic because we're not thinking of it as I'm special or anointed or someone's not. It is a way of being able to tap into something that every person can if they move into their restorative embodied self and they allow their mind to move from rigidity and chaos to integration. And that is where the choice of free will lies. And that is why I will always support academics and science versus anything that wants to lock people up into some type of belief system. Not because it's perfect, not even close. It's very much not in any way, shape, or form. But at the very least, the people who care continue to do research. The people who think they know all the answers, they don't continue to educate themselves. They think they know everything. And they stand around in rigid forms, distributing their rigid mindset. And they don't even realize that their entire demeanor tells me you don't know who you are or your worth because you're not easygoing with other people around you. Your body's in a modulated stance and your brain is using a predominantly left brain, which means you don't know how to use your right brain, which means you haven't tended to your emotions as an adult. You don't even know how to be in a state of love, probably because you're too scared still, which is why your body, again, is rigid like a rock. You haven't actually become aware of the level of vulnerability your body has because it still is in the same form it was when it was being raised by the non-contingent communication that you got, unfortunately, in your household with parents or people that also got that. And so it is about resolving trauma, which is why anyone who wants to tell me they're a mental health advocate and they're yelling at somebody or society and the system, if you're yelling at anyone, you don't actually know how to be mature yet which I've seen. I've seen through all my courses. And I'll never forget the one lady who's like, well, no, we can't be in our ventral vagal nerve because we need to be in sympathetic. And my teacher is like, no, 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 wait a minute. Uh-uh. You're going to do a disservice to your body. Don't you realize you're going to be in self-preservation mode? You're going to be in hyperactivity. This is where the stress outline, remember? I love his answer. I was surprised that a lady who's either a licensed therapist, whatever it was, didn't realize what was coming out of her mouth. And that's because of the desire and idea that being angry is right because their belief must be the dominant one. So the feeling of anger is something that a person who knows true compassion doesn't experience. It's not because we don't know what is when people treat us. It's because we actually have a depth of perception of what life Life is a challenge for every person. So we stand back. If you're not... A threat physically we don't get into because that anger the way this lady was is an instinct of a modality of a modulated embodied person. I've seen it. This is why the people who are yelling at each other, they're not safe. They're not creating safe anything. So they're not in favor of mental health. They're dangerous to anybody who's not part of their group. So it's about standing up for actual sense of safety and expansion, which means to be able and be equanimous As leaders, all should be. We'll get there at some point, just not today. But there is not betrayal because that word means nothing. If we're standing up to support humanity, air, water, food, and to treat each other with respect, and then to work with systems and to work with structure and to work together, that to me means you are actually in favor of humanity as a whole. The betrayers would be the ones who are not seeing that they continue to create human suffering and that they create stories for it and they keep on standing behind it and they keep on, again, addressing it in ways that I, I, to this day, I still don't know how it's possible, but to be continued. In the meantime, I look forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences. Have a great day.